Hello, hello everybody. Greetings from the humble abode. Welcome back to another episode of Janine Between the Lines, Literature and Lifestyle for Leisure. My friends, we're back again (laughs) with another feigned, or shall I say, un inaccurate depiction of a pretend upload schedule that I pose that I fail to meet. And you know what? Can we just call that on brand for me? Or should I just not? What's worse? You thinking that I'm just a flaky individual or me uploading when I can and when I have the not the veracity but the capability to let me just say it's been some time and i talk to you guys like you're my friends because you are and i just needed a bit so apologies to those who got excited because i was actually on some kind of like every two weeks upload schedule but your girl just needed a break and from that last caronicle i posted geez let me tell you, I really am excited. I have been rejuvenated. I am reinvigorated to get back to uploading, get back to reading, get back to talking to you guys more consistently because my life took a turn and I am dramatic. You all know this, but I thought today could be like the OTT that the Chronicles was supposed to be and give you guys a more in-depth update. Like, do you want to get like deep for a second? If you want, we can, because that's what this episode is going to be about. So I know that episode was kind of like me talking about when things don't go my way, Um, but I just wanted to like let you guys in on kind of more of what was going on in my life. And maybe you guys can relate like, It's kind of like COVID struggles, but also I feel like everyone's going through this shift in our lives, at least people my age. And I have been on such a roller coaster of emotions and like professional, physical, mental, spiritual changes. And I'm finally, I've been telling everyone this, but I'm finally on the upswing. And I wanted to kind of delve into like my thought processes and let you guys know that if you're struggling like you (laughs) I have felt so alone for so long and so just down about like my future prospects and I just want you to know that you're not alone and this is kind of going to be an episode of what I was going through and what's happening now and why I am in such a better place, in such a better headspace than I was about a month ago. It's been H-E double hockey sticks for about two months and I'm, I tell everyone my life is finally starting to equalize and I'm just really excited to share that mini journey with you. So I made like a baby notepad. Who knows how long this episode's gonna be. Um, You know how we love a good log. OTT, OTT, OTT. And yeah, so if you are excited to listen, I love it when you guys interact with me over Twitter or Instagram or even like the occasional long email I get in response literally makes me the happiest gal in the world. So. If you like this podcast, like it, share it, do what it do, and um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. So I was really debating on what I wanted to title this episode, and I know I was trying to make a really not that relatable metaphor to how at the top of a roller coaster, you're like anticipating the drop. But for some people, like the drop is the most fun part of the roller coaster. So 
in a way, I mean, I was at the top dreading this drop. And when it dropped, you know, <laughs> no, I don't think that's going to work. This is, this is, maybe we'll talk about it like mountains. Ain't no mountain high enough? Should I call it that? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what I come up with by the time this is done. But I just feel very motivated to tell you guys about what I've been up to these past couple months. It doesn't seem like a lot from the outside looking in, but I've had a lot of internal turmoil and I love to tell these stories because I love to hear um, about people that are kind of going through the same thing. Um, I know I have a very specific audience um, and I don't expect a lot of you to relate in like very like similar ways, but I know emotionally from feedback, we go through the same like roller coaster of emotions, but in different like perspectives and situations. So I kind of like the longest portion of my whole spiel that I wanted to go into is mostly from a professional standpoint because I, I pretty much wanted to split up my episode into like personal and professional categories because my personal life. There's not, hasn't been that much going on. So I figured I'd start there and um, just kind of like, you know, just shoot the shiz, like tell you guys what's been up. So because that's the shortest portion, I figured I'd get into that first. And maybe I'll just call it like the highs and the lows because, or the lows to the highs, because what this is all about is like me, I want to tell you like what my thought, the thought process was from when I was like, feeling the lowest of the lows where right now I'm like riding this high and I need to tell someone about it, which is you guys. So long story short, <laughs> I'm doing all right. <laughs> um, I had a really great um, past few weeks. So most recently I was a little bit stressed about, I had a housewarming for uh, Teddy and I, um, we bought our house in January and it was really hard to plan like when we could have all of our friends up, but I had a good handful of like my closest friends um, come up and we got to show them the city and um, yeah, it was amazing. The house is still like a work in progress. I don't really have like a low point to mention here, but I do get stressed sometimes that like the projects that I want done with my house. I don't think that like I was housewarming ready. I just wanted to see all my friends. <laughs> so I just invited them anyways. And yeah, like my like personal like relationships with my friends and everything like that, that's usually a constant like I stay at a pretty good level with my relationships with other people because that's really important to me. And I, I don't know, I feel like that's one part of my life that always is a constant like lockdown. Like I know who my friends are and how we are with each other. So there's never really like, I don't really get in any fights or anything like that. And yeah, family's been great. Um, planning a little birthday trip to Florida for my birthday soon. So that's exciting. Um, my mom is stoked to have all the kids under the same roof. We're probably going to go um, to Ginny Springs and float on the water. That's like the most country thing about me is like we love to be on the water, bring those floating coolers and just like get drunk and yeah, have a good time. So that's some exciting stuff coming up there. Like, like I said, my personal like standpoint at the moment has stayed the same over the past like couple hectic months. What's really been a challenge for me has been my um, professional kind of 
goals and obstacles and things of that nature. So I guess without any further ado, I should just get into it because, you know, ooh, excuse me, I haven't drank enough water. I'm burping a lot. Um, But pretty much what I wanted to talk about in this podcast was like where I've been, why I've been kind of MIA. And a lot of it has to do with um, my job and school, which includes like my school as an instructor and my school as a student. So I'm going to briefly touch on um, what I said in my Chronicle. Um, one of the biggest, actually, there's like three topics I want to get into. I'll try to go from like the least lengthy to the, the lengthiest. Um, but I figured I'd touch on that first because I already gave you guys kind of a background. So I was really stressed because I am such a type A person about my graduation for my master's degree being pushed back to um, summer of next year. When I got off the phone with my advisor, I called my mom and I was bawling, crying. Long story short, prior to this call where I was trying to get my um, my degree completion kind of in check and make sure that I was set, my plan was to graduate this fall in December. Um, and uh, that was taken away from me. Not anyone's fault. It's actually mostly my fault. I thought that I could go full speed ahead and take classes at my own pace, which meant me going full-time all the way until I hit that roadblock right here at the end because you have to do things in a certain order. So when I tell you, I got off the phone, pardon the motorcycle noises, but I got off the phone with my advisor and I called my mom. And when I tell you, I was bawling, crying, I never do that. I'm lying. I cry a lot when I'm like on my (laughs) But like, I just felt the weight of being just like rejected, which goes hand in hand with the other part of my job, which I'll get into later. But I, I was just, I was just hysterical. And my mom was trying to console me. I was telling her, you know, In the past, I haven't made my little uh, lupus story yet, but that was a time in my life where I was pretty low as well, and I had to stop school um, at that time. So I was, you know, I was bawling, and I was telling her, how come I always plan for these things that have to do with my education, and then something like towards the end puts a stop to it, or like I get you know, delayed for one reason or another, like this is deja vu, it's happening all over again, maybe I wasn't meant to do this, and I I was beside myself because I'm such a planner, like when things don't go according to my plan, I, I feel like I'm weirdly, I'm flexible when it involves other people or if I'm like, I'm flexible, yes, when it, when it involves other people, but when it comes to myself and the standards and expectations I set for myself, I'm such a rigid freaking whore, <laughs> and I don't give myself any grace. Like I beat myself up about that for so many days, like just negative self-talk and to like, you know, like you weren't ready for it. That's why it's being pushed, blah, blah, blah. You're so dumb. Why didn't you follow the regular degree completion plan? Like all of this like negative stuff. And I think you guys know I'm not typically like that. Are you guys tired of me saying that I'm typically a positive person? I'm probably getting sick of myself saying that, but I am rarely in that mindset. But dude, at that time, I couldn't handle it. So that was my bottom of the mountain, BMM, bottom of mountain moment. Um, 
And then we fast forward to now. I'm finally, so this is like the upswing. I have talked to like the nursing coordinator and it turns out they were, the academic advisor that I talked to was just a general advisor for the online programs. And it turns out I don't have to wait until next summer to graduate and I could actually potentially graduate in March, which isn't that bad. You know, it's much better than one year later, you know, but we got our, um, my final like clinical hour placements kind of in check. And not only am I going to be able to graduate sooner than what I expected. If I were to stay full-time ahead and if I had my way, I was already graduating two semesters early. So that was me trying to be a speedy Gonzalez. Now that I'm graduating March, I'll be one semester early and pretty much on time for my program. Um, But the amazing thing is I get to work with one of my closest colleagues. You probably met him in the episode before. Uh, Dr. Jordan Porter is going to be my clinical instructor and preceptor for the rest of my schooling for my master's degree which is amazing because one, he's like my best friend too. He's my mentor and I look up to him immensely. And three, I get to just knock it out, knock it all out of the park, like with one person and somebody that I trust and somebody that I pretty much aspire to be as I progress through my career. So that worked out almost perfectly. And now that I'm pretty much going to be part-time, I I think I said it in the Chronicle, but I just, I feel myself being less stressed about school than I was a couple months ago. So the theme of this episode is like, it all works out in the end. So for that aspect, yes, it all worked out in the end. And I'm so ex- now I'm excited to go back to school because I really get to have that didactic and like very involved, like patient care, as if I doing work that I will be doing when I graduate, but under a um, a preceptor's wing and somebody that I really look up to and love from the bottom of my heart. So I'm really excited to work with Jordan um, these next coming months. And who knows, maybe we'll do another pod and talk about, you know, professional things. If you haven't listened, that episode we did was on spiritual and cultural awareness. And it's one of um, the one of the top podcasts that I like referred all my friends to listen to if they're if they want to start listening to, uh, you know what I'm doing here. So that was like mountain. That was like baby slope, bunny slope, mountain number one. Um, Mountain number two is I'm going to like try to encompass this like with everything just so that I don't drag this out for like too, too long. I don't want to like keep you guys too, you know, I don't want to drag you guys down, but I feel like it's important to talk about like, even though I'm in a better spot now and I couldn't have talked about the lows when I was in the lows because it would have just made me more upset. I think it's important to talk about the lows so not everyone thinks you're a hippie skippy like I'm human. (laughs) I am human. I have happy feelings and not so happy feelings too. But this was right now I'm about to talk about my primary stressor for the past month and a half, two months, three months. And that's work. It's nursing. And I'm sure I think I said it in the last podcast. Ask any of your nursing friends. We are not okay. (laughs) I haven't been okay. Oh, no. See, I'm breaking stuff. I haven't been okay at work for, man, I feel like it's been longer than that two months, but I think it's just starting to hit me now. So if you've been with me for a while, I started traveling last January and these last two months of work have been absolute fooey. Um, 
just like the the facility that I'm at and the people that I work with are great. It's kind of just the patient demographic and how I've been. I don't want to get into too much detail about like the events that led up to me feeling like super burnt out, but just know like I had some pretty jarring like patient experiences that included like a little bit of abuse and just paranoia on my part that my people or my staff that I worked with were like kind of out to get me and I had to be super on edge with my care and making sure I was doing, you know, I was being a perfectionist in my care and just not feeling like I had friends in my workplace, which is very hard for me to wrap my head around because I don't mean this to sound vain, but I'm the kind of person who can make, I feel like I can make fast relationships with the people around me, including my patients and including the people that I work with. So that put a real damper on my spirits. And with that, I've I've been sitting on the idea for about like three or four months now that I bought this house or um, now that Teddy and I bought this house, I was um, already thinking about when I wanted to leave the bedside because right now I'm working on a surgical floor. I've been working like orthopedics, surgical trauma, med surge for my entire career as a nurse. And I... I feel myself becoming more and more like, I mean, burnt out is the easy way to say it, but my compassionate index can only be like used and abused so much until I feel like I can't do this anymore. And I I knew that I needed a switch and that's the reason why I went into teaching and that's the reason why I was so upset that I would be graduating later because I was like, oh my God, if I don't graduate by fall, then I'll have to be at the bedside for like over a year more. And I'm already like dreading going to work, like waking up, like waking up and being like, oh my God, do I have to go? Like feeling a pit in my stomach, like, oh, I don't want to do this again. I hope that they, I'm not working with this person. I hope I don't go here. And the whole travel nurse dynamic of being like in a facility where you're taken advantage of is that could be a whole episode in itself. Um, but I don't think you guys want to hear that. Um, but I was just not okay. And I was looking for my escape route to get out and find a different avenue of nursing, which could provide me like maybe a break from not from patient interaction, but from that like bedside, I was about to say dichotomy, but that's not the right word. That bedside, just like nursing realm. And let me tell you, this is what was depressing me. Guys, I've never been rejected from jobs so many times in my life. And this was, this is probably the hardest, no, I'm going to say was because fast forward to now I got a new job and I can't wait to tell you about it. But um, this was the hardest pill for me to swallow because I think that I've been spoiled my entire life. Um, Usually, historically, when it comes to my experiences with jobs and applying for colleges and applying for, you know, all of the jobs that I've had in my life or the opportunities that I've been granted, like, usually I'm like a one and done. I apply, I get an interview, and I land what I want to land. And I do understand that I'm very blessed in that aspect. And I'm very fortunate to have, you know, the advantages that I have And I felt this immense pressure because I was dreading my work so much that I was, every night I would scroll and I would apply for jobs, like even at work. And I live, 
Um, I live in South Portland, so I, I'm pretty close to Maine Medical Center, and I was applying for jobs consistently there at other facilities that were like different avenues than I've been in. But, you know, I've been a bedside nurse for almost three years. And when I tell you that me searching for a job was harder than me finding a house and the housing market, like if you're around or if you're even looking for any houses that aren't in the Northeast, like the housing market is freaking wild right now. If I told you how many applications I sent out and got rejected from, I'm sure you would be sad (laughs) right along with me. And it was almost like a concurrent, like rejection and then bad day at work, rejection, and then I'd get like hit or spit on, rejection, and then I would be like under the microscope from care. And it was the most vicious cycle of me wanting to just like quit and throw in the towel and just be like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Let me find like some local, I don't know what kind of work around here because I can't do this anymore. Um, So that was tough. And another big part of like something that made me upset is I I had a job prospect and I had an interview. I thought it went great. And I was, um, I was at one of our friend's weddings and I got an email. I, it was like three or four days after and I wanted to send a follow-up email because I hadn't heard back. And I was like, thank you for the opportunity to interview. Um, do you possibly like, or no, thank you for the opportunity. Please let me know if there's anything else I can do for you. And the manager emailed me back and she said, oh, like we, for some reason, we got notification that your application was withdrawn. Reading this email makes me feel that this isn't the case. I wonder what happened. We've already moved forward with another candidate. And no, I did not withdraw my application. And I was torn apart because I was finally like I applied to a job that I thought that I would love and this would finally be my escape from this cycle that I was in and now it was ripped from my hands and I it's just been a lot of like tears (laughs) I can laugh about it now because it's so ridiculous in my head, it's ridiculous, but oh my God, it was just devastating. And after that, I'd say three or four more applications. It was blow after blow after blow. And at that point, I feel like I was looking for anything that would get me out of my current job because that's how bad work was. And I could feel like my body and my mental health deteriorating every time I'd go into work. And it was just not a good situation and not something that I anticipated because I feel like, and I know that I'm a great nurse. And for me to want to escape and run away that hard, like, I knew for a fact that this is not something that is sustainable, that I needed a drastic change. And right at that moment, I was pretty much hopeless. Um, And it was debilitating. I would lie in bed and I work night shift and I'd wake up at 5 p.m. like, oh, my God, I have to do this again. And. I'm not a sulker. That's not something I do. I pride myself in working hard every single day and being like that corny person who work harder than everyone else in the room. Like, I don't know. Like I, I pride myself. It's, it's annoying, but I, I try my hardest and I want everyone to like me and I want my patients to like me. And it's a lot to put on myself and it's a, oh my God, it's like double burdens, like wanting people to like you and satisfy others, but also you 
are not enjoying your profession and like those things don't add up and it was like a very heavy weight on my shoulders. Um, so needless to say, I think I talked to you guys in a previous episode too about like talking to a counselor too and I was like, oh my God, I think I might need to talk to them again because it was just too much. My stress level, it was unbearable. <sighs> Unfreaking bearable. But let me tell you, things do look up. And I can't wait to tell you what is happening next. So now we get to talk about the upswing, right? About how everything's going like peachy, right? Because I'm excited about that part. (laughs) Oh, my guys. I keep telling all my friends, like, my life is finally equalizing. And I'm trying to keep myself in this headspace even when things get bad. Oops. That wasn't a fart. That was my phone. (laughs) Um, But things always work out as they should in the end. I just watched the episode of The Walking Dead where uh, Mika is killed by her sister and Carol's like, things always work out the way they're supposed to. That's how I feel right now. Not like Mika, but you know. Um, (laughs) um, But let me tell you, now that I told you the lowest of lows, let's let's climb the mountain and tell you where I'm at right now. So update. I got a new job. I finally interviewed and secured the bag. So I'll tell you a little bit about how I got it. Um, It is with... Um, uh, the local hospital here, and I'll be doing home health per diem. Per diem as in I get to make my own hours. I let my managers know a month in advance when I want to work, and the salary is pretty clutch. I won't be missing out on a lot of money, or if anything, I'd be making more money doing this than travel nursing, which sounds unheard of. But home health is actually... um a booming community right now. Um, So I applied for the job and this, I should have known like in retrospect, I should have known that those other jobs that I applied for were not for me because immediately after speaking to this manager, I had like that immediate connection that I felt with all of my other jobs that I've acquired. And I was like, oh, this feels right. So pretty much I interviewed and I had like two rounds of interviews with a few of the managers and I secured that bag. And I want to talk more in a separate episode just about like If you guys are interested, I know probably for OTTs because I know not all my listeners are nurses, but I know some of you are. And I tell me how this doesn't work out perfectly. So I get to make my own schedule, which is essential for me because I'm going to start my clinicals with Jordan, which is two hours north. Um, So I can make my schedule wrap around that. I get to stay. The biggest need for their company right now is in the greater Portland area. So not only do I get to stay closer to home and be more like build my home and stay local and stay closer to Teddy, which, you know, I didn't mind. I'm used to like a large commute because I am a travel nurse, but I could feel myself, especially with like the progressive burnout that I was feeling, like I was aching, like itching to be back home, closer to home, make friends closer to home and just be more a part of my community so that I could, I mean, we've already planted roots, but I just, I'm so excited to like tend to those roots and really be a part of my community. And what better way to do that than to 
I'm somewhat still like a traveler, you know, I'll be traveling around the greater Portland area and getting to know like the houses and the back streets and, you know, all of the different um, people and resources all around me. And what better way to know a city, a new city that I'm going to call my home for the foreseeable future than to do home health and see all, go all, this is, go to all the places. Um, While making bank and while being able to successfully schedule and accomplish, do school at the same time, like, how does it work that I lucked out that great? It's, I almost feel like, yes, I know, like, Teddy always gets on me because I, I, I know, I know when I'm at my worst, I really down talk myself, but he, I guess I don't realize, he thinks that I don't realize how cool and amazing I am. It's so corny. <laughs> but, um, I, I, I know that I deserve it. Even though I feel like I don't deserve it, I know that I do. And I have worked so hard to finally get to this like comfortable place where I can manage and balance, 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 balance. I had no balance these past like couple months. Um and it was it's too much and now i'm i'm excited again about the future i'm excited to join like committees and start to learn more about like home health i'm excited to so my inpatient teaching and everything only goes past being in the hospital but i'm excited to see like the latter half of like the care continuum and a bunch of like nerdy nursing stuff and help make care plans for people like in their actual houses um, I miss that because you don't get that working night shift. Um, so that's top of the mountain stuff. Another reason why I'm at the top of the mountain and why pretty much I wanted to do this podcast like on a whim is teaching. Teaching has been such a – I just went on a Twitter rampage on my personal because I feel so – jazzed right now. I just got out of class. I just finished teaching a class for um, my accelerated students who they already have a bachelor's degree in a in a specialty that isn't nursing. But I just finished teaching a class. And when I tell you, I feel no greater fulfillment than hearing students maybe like call me selfish. I think I am selfish, but I am so fulfilled knowing that these people see me as like, not an icon, but like a mentor. They see me as somebody, like they look up to me as like a successful nurse or a successful instructor or a good caring instructor. And I... Just I have all the warm fuzzies knowing that I'm making a difference in their like future. And that's all I've ever wanted. Like when it comes down to it, even when I was a kid, I've always wanted to be a teacher. When I worked at the YMCA, I loved teaching kids. Whether it was like cooking classes or like these simple, like reading them books or doing little projects outside. I loved doing that. When I was in school, I loved tutoring my friends. When I was working in Nashville, I loved being a preceptor. Like I always, I pride myself in leading. I love to be a leader and I love to be like a good role model to people. And it, it, turns me on when people like me (laughs) when people like look up to me that what what sign am I just by saying that like what do you think I am if you know I am do I fit the bill like that's just something that is very that's a core part of me like being able to 
tell people and communicate to people in a way like things that I know and then be able to take it and think like, oh, I learned this from her. It just puts the biggest smile on my face. And I, I, I had a really great class today. And even despite all of, I've had a few like, you know, bumps in the road with my, the course in general. And these students have been through the ringer, like trying to be in nursing school through COVID. And there have been a lot of like roadblocks and a lot of like disappointments on their side and on our side. But that doesn't take away from the fact that I feel so like motivated and grateful that I get to be a part of their just their educational journey. They're graduating in August and knowing that I'm a resource and I'm somebody that they can come to for more information or knowledge or even just like a listening ear like that. That is all I need. I love to feel needed and I love to feel that people want to hear what I have to say. Is that a Leo trait? I don't know. Maybe. You guys tell me. I'm not super into horoscopes, but that is such a core part of my being that, and today's lesson just exemplified that. So when I tell you I'm, 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 uh, I'm riding a high right now, I really feel like I'm on top of the world. And I just look back on where I was like a couple months ago. It's crazy how much a couple of months, like how much time can change you. And I'm, I'm so impatient. I want things to go my way immediately. And looking back, like I know that all of the struggles that I've been through these past couple months have all like lead, led up to this point. And they were all for a reason because now I'm, I'm heading on this road towards like literally the time of my life. Like teaching is amazing. I start my new job in the beginning of July. I get to see my family soon. I get to, you know, I get to spend summer, um, in my city, my beautiful freaking city. I get to do outdoor things in my city and with Teddy and ah, I'm in paradise right now, guys. This is a happy pod. <laughs> um, also, like I wanted to touch on, you know, when I'm in that, if one thing is going wrong in my life, everything feels wrong. If I can't have balance, everything is thrown off. And a big part of um, my sadness too was my professional obstacles were making me feel like lesser, less of a person. And that includes like my body confidence and my self-consciousness was at an all-time high. And I will say I lost a lot of weight via stress. I'm a bigger gal, but I was not losing weight a healthy way. And I was fluctuating in my weight consistently. Right now, I couldn't give two finucks about my weight right now, but I feel so happy. And when I feel happy, like I'm more motivated. Like we just joined a gym that's beautiful. And like I've been working out more now than I have in the past like couple months, like even before that, I would get so stressed about going to the gym and all of that kind of stuff. But now that I'm in a happier mindset, like I want to eat healthier and I want to be more active. Like it's crazy how it all goes hand in hand. Like I've never been, I guess that means like I put so much um, emphasis and so much of my like who I am and like a lot of who I am depends on how I see myself as a professional. So when that's going well, I feel like everything else goes well. And like my 
body confidence is paralleled with how well I'm doing like personally and professionally. And I've never felt better. Like I, yeah, I'm still like an achy hoe. I still have like bad knees and a bad back, but like I couldn't care at all. Like I feel when I feel happy, I feel beautiful. And I feel like I am just shining and I never want to not feel this way. I never want, like when I was down, I was about to say down bad. When I was down and out, like I'd look at myself and be like, "Ugh, like you look disgusting. Like why not just go to the gym? Like, improve yourself at least one aspect of your life like at least just go to the gym even when like everything else is going wrong you could do one thing good for yourself even though everything's bad like that was my attitude a couple months ago and right now I'm just full of bountiful love and happiness towards the world and myself And I wouldn't change anything about right now. I mean, anyone, everyone can want more money and everyone can want popularity and everyone can want, you know, X, Y, and Z. But if I can stay where I am, just like get, you know, get to like July and like have like that situation all squared away like I I never I I just want to be where I am now or I want to like get better like I'm so excited to just build build and build and build and build towards you know my future goals and it's it's just it's just a time what a time to be alive I feel super optimistic about everything coming in the future oh you want to know something exciting too I had to talk with Teddy and my mom. And now that I'm finally like go like work is going to be at home. If I wanted to, I could come home on my lunch breaks and eat at home. And now that like I'm fully established, stay tuned because maybe we will have a puppy thrown in the mix. Maybe. (laughs) And I've just been a puppy for so long but that wasn't really a doable thing because I've been working so far from home and nobody would be here for the puppy but now I'm literally going to be local I will be a local and able to take care of and raise a puppy like that would have been unheard of if I continued on that train of like just being depressed and angry and burnt out as a traveler like I'm ready to hang up that part of my life I've sacrificed a lot and I will sacrifice a lot to get to the place I am now, which includes like me being, you know, I'm, I'm putting away that toxic professional part of my career. I'm putting away the need to be a perfectionist when it comes to my body image and my like, dieting and expectations for working out. I'm putting away any of that, like, just general demise. I'm done with that. No more. I am, I'm staying at this level for a long time. I'm saying it now and I'm speaking it. And I do agree. Like, you know, I'm obviously going to have bad times, but I'm excited to listen back to this and be like, oh, remember when you recorded that podcast and you were like super depressed a couple months ago before recording it and then you went back to the top of the mountain, TMM, top of the mountain moments? What is it with me and acronyms? That's all I want to know. But this is me saying it's okay and it'll all get better. Maybe not all at once. Maybe you will feel terrible, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. I found it and I'm almost there, but it's only going to get better. Like I have so many plans 
and I have so many things I can't wait to tell you guys about. And I'm just, I'm just happy. We're here. We're all here just along for the ride. That's pretty much all she wrote, guys. Um, I just wanted to, you know, music recommendations. I have been on a kick. I've bought into the hype, and I'm glad I did. Olivia Rodrigo, that's a top-to-bottom album. And I highly relate with all the basic B-tweets saying... Olivia Rodrigo gives me the teen angst and breakup moods, even though I'm in one of the best relationships of my life, but I still want to cry like I'm going through the biggest heartbreak in my 25 years of life. So everyone loves a good breakup song, though. So that has been hitting. That's been my commuting playlist. And then I'm either listening to Olivia Rodrigo or I'm listening to the off-season J. Cole's new album. It's one or the other, man. There's no in-between. Um, that album really uh, is one of the reasons why I've been like feeling myself so hard, too, just especially in applying pressure where he's just talking about you just got to do it. <laughs> I love that part. It goes so hard, and that's the reason. That's not the reason, but it's like a representation of how I've been feeling about the hard work that I've been doing to get up to this like equalizing part. This equalizing, like just smooth wave high that I've been riding on after these past rough couple months. So. Yeah, I I would play them, guys, but I'm terribly hungry, and I'm going to go downstairs, whip me up, like, I think I want, like, a chocolatey banana smoothie. That's what I'm feeling right now. So, yeah, I've I've got big plans. I say that all the time. These Every time I have a life update, there's something in the mix, you know what I mean? But keep an eye out. My birthday is coming up, July 28th. I'll be in Florida, but... I, for all my OGs and loyal day ones, keep an eye out. I got some stuff coming for you just to say thanks for supporting me and being here for me and listening to me ramble for what feels like three years now. Has it been two years or three years? Who knows? I need to do like an anniversary episode. Um, sometime when I figure out when that anniversary is. But I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you got some kind of fulfillment out of listening to this podcast. No, you're not alone. Life is hard, but we'll all get through it together. And we're going to have a hot girl summer. Hot girl, hot boy, hot wings, hot, steamy, something. Ah, it's time for me to hop off. Now, I love you guys. Don't forget to rate, review, share, do all the things, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye, everyone.